What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our Tales of the Jedi review episode here. This is a one-off special. We just got the six-part series that dropped on Disney Plus last week. I got to tell you, this was a highly anticipated series for me. And boy, did it hit across the board for me. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today. As always, my right-hand man, Mr. John Fick. John, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing great. We just talked Andor episodes seven through nine. Now we're talking Tales of the Jedi. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, man. Feels like the last, good like... For the last year, it's just felt like that, man. Dude, this has been a really good year for Star Wars. Between right. Kenobi, Andor is running strong now. We had Tales of the Jedi, which I feel like that was so under the radar. Yeah. But man, we got the announcement for Jedi Fallen Order 2. Just good stuff ahead for all sure. around. So we're talking about it. We are going to dive into spoilers here. Uh, good news is this is a very short series. You could probably watch the whole thing in about an hour, 20 minutes, if I had to guess. Uh, they are very short episodes, anywhere from uh, 12 minutes all the way up to 20, I believe. Three of these episodes chronicle Ahsoka. This is another Dave Filoni series. More Ahsoka is usually a good thing. No change here. She's fun in this series. Good to see some different perspectives on what she brings to the table, what happened in some of those lost years, as well as some of her years training with Anakin that we don't see in the Clone Wars. Guess what, though? Oh, boy, those Dooku episodes, man. Those were off the chart for me. I didn't know that I wanted to know that much more about Count Dooku. Yeah. You know, he's a prominent character in the prequel trilogy. We get lots of him in the Clone Wars series. And that's all fine and dandy. I always enjoyed that performance. I always enjoyed that character and how he kind of represented a little of what Darth Vader would become in Anakin Skywalker's fall to the dark side. But this is next level stuff. Uh, we'll chronicle it in, in a little bit here, but I've got a bullet point list of six things we didn't know about Count Dooku before this series. And I got to say, man, it was really refreshing. I know I'm kind of honing in here, but what's your overall take of these six episodes of Tales of the Jedi? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. We, we chatted a little bit after I watched it. I, we were texting. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that this week. I haven't watched it yet. I fired up the first episode and I finished them all in one sitting. Like you said, it was probably Same. an hour and a half, if that, right? So yeah, it, it, it's awesome. They, they, it flows so well. I didn't expect the order. I didn't, I didn't expect to get one Ahsoka, two Dooku. Wait, was it one Ahsoka and then all three Dooku and then the one more Ahsoka, right? So it's kind of like a machete order of, of these stories here. Um, <laughs> it, it, made, it made sense. It, it, it was all in the, the proper timeline, right? So this was like Ahsoka's birth and it was the Dooku stuff that was all like while he was a Jedi on his way over to be uh, Palpatine's um, apprentice. And then uh, Ahsoka's last episode was, you know, during during the Clone Wars and during... Uh, after that stuff so it made a lot of sense timeline wise i thought it was so good uh we, we talked a little bit after and we're like yo i would take so much more than of this kind of stuff these small little projects rather than a whole other series of the clone wars as fun as that stuff can be what sticks out to us about the clone wars the the, the last episode of or the last four episodes right like that, that's when, like, when, you, when you talk about the clone wars to people that's what we say definitely watch those and even above that like you tell people about like make sure you watch this arc this arc and this arc like that's what's good about the clone wars is like these these uh, these isolated arcs and these isolated stories that they that they tell i don't need all the filler it's fun sometimes but they've proven they can just take take a project and say all right no filler we're going to tell this small little story with this with this animated you know art style and we're gonna we're gonna knock it out of the park because it was so much fun to watch all killer no filler baby i'm telling you that's what the theme was for this uh it's so funny john and i are always on the same page when it comes to, to games and, and a lot of our same likes with star wars and marvel and of course, we text each other at the exact same time, basically the exact same thing. John has talked about on Busy Sticks, our gaming show, uh, he would like to see more Miles Morales type Spider-Man games or games in general. They're smaller 
uh, more focused games. It's maybe more of a 10 hour experience, 15 if you want 100% it. Uh, I would, or, or maybe like an Uncharted Lost Legacy, things like that, as opposed to waiting four years on average for a massive sprawling version of that game with a lot of filler content. I'm with you, man. And that came to mind with this right away. It's funny how we talked about uh, Matt Gilroy, who's, who's running um, Andor. He did Rogue One. Tony Gilroy, I'm sorry. Tony Gilroy. He, with Rogue One, had really not a lot to work with. He had to pack everything into about two hours and 15 minutes and introduce a lot of characters and wrap them all up while telling the story of the Death Star, essentially. He gets to take his time with Andor. The beauty of Disney Plus is you can have a a 30-minute episode or a 54-minute episode. You can do what you need to do. You've got that creative freedom. But he is having this slow roll, and we're seeing him do a really nice job at it. Filoni, on the other hand, who I, I love dearly, you know, he's done The Clone Wars, he's done Rebels, he's done Mandalorian. There's no doubt when you, he has his fingerprints on something that he's got filler content, filler episodes that maybe some people don't care about so much. Here, he didn't have that. This was a nice test run for him. It was give us six little parts, all meaningful, by the way, and just that. There was no in-between. There was no, we joked about it, C-3PO or Jar Jar Binks stories like we saw those episodes on The Clone Wars. This was right to the meat of it, and it was really well executed. And by the way, gorgeous. Oh, like, yeah. Star Wars animation has a style. It keeps getting better over time, man. Yes, I, I can understand if you're not a big fan of the art style. A lot of people don't like it, but you can't you can't argue with the technicality of it. It's gorgeous, like the the lighting, the 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 um the execution of the animation. Like it's so well done. If you don't like the style, that's one thing, but it is it is very pretty to look at for sure. Yeah, it it just keeps getting better over time. I, I, even things like uh, sound wise, one thing that really stuck out to me was when Dooku ignited his lightsaber for the first time. That was a heavy sounding ignite. And right. it felt like we're watching it in the movie theater uh, from one of the trilogy films. It just, it was really, really well done. Um, Ahsoka, so we, we visit her more because I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to tear right into Count Dooku. I've, I've got a lot here to say about that. Uh, we see Ahsoka's birth, kind of the village that she comes from. Uh, we see a, a little bit of an early trial and how she commands uh, almost essentially like that saber tooth tiger. Um, yeah, it's cool. To, it's, it's cool to see like, we, you know, we, we've seen the Clone Wars and we know we've seen a lot of like youngling training, right? We never really see where do the younglings come from. How they discover these people, right? Like we know that there's like a holocron out there that has a list of all the, like, you know, identified younglings. But how do, they, how do they identify these, you know, these these children as horse users? Well, we just figured it out. This 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 infant can command a giant saber tooth tiger to not eat her and take her back to her mother. That's one way. <laughs> that is certainly one way. Um there, so there's that. There's kind of the Ahsoka on the run later on in the series from the what essentially equates to an Inquisitor, right? Yeah, that's oh for sure. That's a, that's an Inquisitor. Yeah, I'm sure we. I'm sure you can figure out which one that is. Or the, I'm sure it's out there. Um, yeah, that, that was the last Ahsoka episode, but that was that was cool to see. That bridges the gap between how she gets back into the Rebel Alliance and how she starts fighting as as Fulcrum again, or as Fulcrum. <laughs> it really, really is impressive. It's a nice little thread there again that I, I didn't know I needed. In between that, we see her kind of training with Anakin. Oh, I thought I thought that was like maybe that was probably the most impactful uh, Ahsoka episode. Even though I think the last one was pretty impactful too. All these are great. The first one I think maybe was you know the one that stood out is like okay that's just kind of like a cute story. Uh, the the other 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 two Ahsoka ones are just 
awesome. But the Anakin, the Anakin one was just like the way they tied that back at the end to show her, to show her training and show her being so confident and getting all this praise from the rest of the Jedi. Like, oh my God, Ahsoka's doing so well. Like she's, you know, she's crushing it. And Anakin just like, yeah, whatever. Like she's, this, this is whatever. She's fighting, she's, she's fighting some remotes. This is no big deal. And to see him, <laughs> to, to see him actually take her to, you know, to Rex and the guys, I'm like, you want to know what it's like? This is what it's like, and then just to watch her get beat down by the stun guns, like it's, it's it's you know it's a cool insight into how she became you know a pretty badass Jedi, and also Anakin's teach you know Anakin's way of teaching his youngling. You can see a little bit like two sides. You'd be like, wow, Anakin's intense, yeah, but also he's a really good teacher, right? And at yeah. this point, like that's not. I mean, we see him teaching her throughout the the clone wars but not like this no. this is like really like i'm gonna show you what it's like out there you're not gonna have a lifeline if things go sour right yes. and i think it's just also more like an inside of like okay like anakin is the best jedi like skill wise in 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 the academy right like or not the academy but like in the jedi order at the moment like jedi uh, anakin's the best jedi like he might not be the smartest and he might not be a jedi master for not for lack of trying but like he's he's the most talented for sure and like this is more insight to like this is how good he is. He know like he knows what's out there. He knows the real deal. And he knows how to teach that. You know, even if it's in a brutal way, maybe that's a little bit of foreshadowing. You know, as to what happens in his future. But he knows what's going on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't think I would care about it, but I really did. And uh, you know, especially past the Dooku stuff, this this was really good too. Um, kind of shuffling here to young dooku and young qui-gon by the way the young How cool is that? it was so cool yep uh, it'd be so funny without the beard <laughs> i know i know you knew right away right that was always obvious like i felt like they tried to they almost treat it as a reveal at the end of the at the end of that episode where dooku goes qui-gon Jin. i'm like was that was that really a moment or i i, I always knew no i knew for, I, they talked about it i felt like in the the promos leading up to it because liam neeson came back like, oh okay i didn't know i didn't know they talked about it it just seemed like when at the end of the episode right. they like froze on the qui-gon Jin. <laughs> i'm like oh, we already no, you're, you're right it was it was a weird choice it, it was because it made it seem like that but they did talk about it in the lead up because he came back to voice qui-gon which is really really cool yeah you know, awesome. liam's done two star wars things this year now. yeah uh, i actually didn't realize that. it was him i didn't know it was him it sounded good i just didn't realize it was him yeah, uh, so so he did that, and um, Ian McDermott, Palpatine, the yeah. actual yep. guy who plays the Emperor, came and voiced for this project. Now, probably an easy sell when it's a small series like this, right? As opposed to, hey, we're gonna do twenty five episodes, you know. And also, uh, probably easy for Disney to write that paycheck for one episode, as opposed uh, to twenty five, you know. Very true. Very true. So good kind of mesh there for for what we saw uh i love seeing dooku because we never see at least on screen what his time in the jedi order looks like i love getting the younger version of dooku i love getting of course the younger qui-gon and seeing some of their adventures why they are the way that they are because qui-gon is very much like dooku at least in ideology and this kind of makes sense seeing it in action yeah how about him partnering up with mace windu that was awesome too that was. That's a great and, um, little dichotomy so, there. It is. It shows that they're friends, right? Because you think back to Attack of the Clones and Mace Windu comes up when he says, this party's over on Geonosis. He holds the lightsaber to Dooku's throat. There's a part of that in the Star Wars lore that says he couldn't finish Dooku off there because that's the first time he's seen him since he left the Jedi Order and they were friends. 
And uh, yeah, I, this just adds to it. It's it's so much fun. I know people make fun of Star Wars for going back in time because they kind of fill in some of the gaps. But there's and, so and many the gaps. There's just so much stuff that happened off screen. There's so much time in between. Like not even just the 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 prequels series themselves. No, I'm sorry, the trilogies themselves, but in between movies, especially going from like two to three. And they they do it so well. They really do. It's not just like ta-da, this is what happened. Right. Like it's it's very well thought out. That's in big part because you have Dave Filoni doing this for sure. Um, but let's let's talk about some things. So there's some things we learned about Count Dooku, and you know I'll, I'll go through some bullet points here, John. I took notes. Uh, I haven't done this for the the Disney Plus series so far that we've watched. But uh, you know, one thing before we get into things we learned, I love that Dooku says to Qui Gon Jinn in that first episode they have together that Qui Gon is a much wiser man than he is, which is a little bit of a nod because Qui Gon says that to Obi Wan Kenobi in yeah, the Phantom Menace. So cool, you know, little touches there. But things we learned, so we knew Dooku did not attend Qui Gon's funeral because of Phantom Menace, uh, but this confirms that he was still at least perceived to be in the Jedi Order during that time so this gives us a much clearer time frame into that was he there did he leave before phantom menace during phantom menace his foot was out the door right but he still had one foot in and no one knew anything about it yeah it's it's yeah i, I love those little insights like we talk about filling in the gaps like those that timeline stuff it's just like okay so all throughout all of the phantom menace dooku was still part of the jedi order like he's you know everybody in this movie still thought he was a homie <laughs> yeah and we see why he's not on the Jedi Council, just like Qui-Gon's not on the Council, because they, they, they've they got opinions of their own, right? They're too strong-willed. Now, oh, we, yeah, we like to see Mace Windu get his spot there, and, and Dooku like, kind of question that a little bit. It's like, did you know that before this mission? Like, you know, already being a little skeptical. Yeah, exactly. It, almost like, hey, were you, were you spying on me? Uh, there was that aspect. Jealousy seeps in a little bit, right? Because I think Dooku still has the right heart, even though it gets misled, much like Anakin Skywalker. A lot of foreshadowing between those two characters. Um, in terms of Qui-Gon, I think it's really... So we see a few kind of moments that push Dooku towards why he left the Jedi Order once and for all. Like He, he wanted to be more Keepers of the Peace, not kind of chauffeuring for the rich and the senators and the Republic who he thinks is corrupt, and it is. But Qui-Gon's death seems to be the final straw. He implies, I've been talking about this coming darkness forever, and they didn't listen, and guess what happened? A Sith Lord just mowed down my, my former apprentice, my friend. And I think that's so sobering, and so, it's so tough to see, because they were close. Um, we learned Dooku was the one who actually did erase Kamino from the Jedi Archives. Yeah, that's, that's, that was cool to see. As soon as it's happening, yeah, I mean, you could have figured it out that it was probably him, but now we know it was him and not Sifo-Dyas. However, he was using Sifo-Dyas's ID to right. get that done. Uh, we learned that he killed Sifo-Dyas. That's another thing that there's always been this shrouded mystery around that character. Uh, Yaddle, a character I didn't know that I ever cared to find out more about. First of all, I love the voice they gave her. <laughs> it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Know- it is. Yeah. I, I didn't know that the dialect they were going to go with her. Oh, sure. Because right? like, whether she not, Grogu, yeah, we don't have words from Yoda is Yoda, very distinct in how he speaks. But Yaddle doesn't talk like that. <laughs> so yeah. it's not necessarily was, a species. I thing. was very curious to see if that was going to be a species thing or not. So it's good to have that confirmation that Yoda's just Yoda's just a weirdo. He's just, a, yeah, he's a Mr. Miyagi, man. He's out there. So with Yaddle, uh, 
I love that she what 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 a way to make a nice utilization out of a character like that. Yeah, everyone kind of knew who she was, but not what she was about. So she gets she finds this thread and gets suspicious of Dooku and follows him to that warehouse, that empty warehouse on Coruscant, right under the Jedi's nose. This is all happening at the end of Phantom Menace, by the way. Crazy. And she unfortunately meets her demise there and Dooku kills her very much like Anakin killed Dooku, Dooku in front of Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith. A lot of fun parallels there to, to think about. That lightsaber battle, by the way, was also pretty good. Really cool. Looks, you know, looked good. Yeah, thought so. Also reminded me of the Attack of the Clones one between Yoda and Dooku. Yep. So more symmetry there. Uh, going back a little bit, uh, wait, Dooku had a blue lightsaber. That's a fun detail. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure 100% I ever knew that. I'm sure it was out there, but, you know, got the same curved hilt. Love that. That is a lightsaber I would want on my wall. Like I'm thinking about some of those FX lightsabers. Give me one of those in the future. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, we see elements and just a little bit of the dark side creeping in, even way back when Dooku is training Qui-Gon and they go on that mission to get the Senator's son. And Dooku decides to force choke him. He basically says he needs to rid the world of that corruption. Yep. Now, it's not you shouldn't do it by killing someone, but I can see his point where you are corrupt. You're the Senate. You're starving your people. What are you doing here? Right? So he's doing it for what seems to be the right reason, even though killing is not the answer. But I love that Qui-Gon stops him and shows him almost compassionate and, and helps him turn a corner there. Right. You know? Uh, I love this. So I, I always wondered how Dooku started working with Sidious. And we don't necessarily 100% know that, but we know they were partners at least. Right? Like they both had an agenda and they kind of reached across the aisle, if you will, to, to work on stuff. And we don't know how deep that went, but even when he goes and visits Palpatine, they almost have like an argument and then Yaddle shows up. And at that point, Dooku can't turn back, right? Cause Yaddle's going to turn him in, even though she says she's not like that. She's like, we're going to talk about it. He doesn't trust the Jedi order much like Anakin. Again, this very pivotal scene, just, just like some of the stuff we saw in the prequel movies. And uh, Palpatine forces his hand, basically says you have to kill her, and he does, and that is when he becomes Darth Tyrannus officially. Yeah, it's, it's cool. To, it's cool to see Palpatine, like you know, to see him once again take advantage of a Jedi, like spot that darkness in somebody, and basically just groom them, and you know, make them make them you know make that ultimate decision. It's like, all right, see, you know, this is it. This is the time. You have to do this thing. You have to literally murder a friend of yours, and you now it's all downhill from there. <laughs> and to further that, Yaddle looking up at him as she as as he's approaching is so sad, so somber, man. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so well captured. That's all I had though in terms of what we. Learned. That's a lot in three episodes that equated to roughly about forty minutes. Yeah, for, for sure. Dooku. That it was it was packed, and we didn't have much about Count Dooku. I, I I mean, as someone who when I was watching the prequels, I was not like engrossed in Star Wars. I wasn't reading the comics, and I wasn't on subreddits and stuff like that. Dooku always felt like a character that was more tell than show. Like we just heard that, yeah, okay, he used to be a Jedi. You know, he he is he a separatist? Is he a Sith? We don't know. There's no real answer, and now he's dead. That was really the way I like, I've kind of always felt about Dooku, and to actually get some stuff like you know some solid answers as to you know his his story and where he came from is awesome it really was and the circle back one more time on on sidious working with dooku i i was always wondering i'm like how did he scoop him up so fast after darth maul 
was killed. And now it makes sense. What a way to make sense of that. They were working together. And he, like you said, he saw that growing darkness and he went for it. Yeah. And he just, what a perfect slot. He doesn't care. Like it's, Maul, he's dead. Bye. All that time wasted. I don't care. Dooku, come be my guy. Yep. Does the same thing in three years. And later. I like that line from Palpatine. It's like, I lost an apprentice too. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost my, yeah. my pupil as well. All right. I'm, I'm over it. Are you? Come on. It, it's really, really well done. So I, I can't say enough about this show. One question I wanted to ask you, John, if you don't have an answer, because I, I haven't talked about this with you prior to the show. I've got one if you don't. I want more Tales of the Jedi. Give me another one of these next year at this time. Give me another six episode arc. Give me two characters. Is there a character you want to see more that comes to mind? Uh, I think the, the the quick one that comes to mind, just you know, based on recency, and we kind of said his name a few times, and we, we talked about how there's some mystery there. Give me the sifo story. Let me know. Give, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, show me how that all went down. Um, and that, that just comes to mind because we talked about it. But uh, I'd have to think a little bit more. Give me yours. So I don't think we're going to get here just yet because this is too fresh. And with Star Wars, we're, we're within the window that's so close to the sequel trilogy that we, we may revisit this sooner rather than later and get like an official episode 10, 11, 12. That being said, pie in the sky. I want, I want Ben Solo. Yeah, I want to see more of his just like this, John. What got him there? What started planting that seed? How did Snoke get to him a little bit, right? We see what happened where Luke was the final straw that pushed him over the edge with not trusting him. I would love to see if you get three episodes, maybe he Ben Solo meets Snoke somewhere and basically is like, no, I can see them going head to head and Ben Solo being like, no, you're crazy. This should not be a thing. But Snoke kind of planting that seed, much like Palpatine did to Anakin when they talk in episode three, when Palpatine reveals that he's the Sith Lord. Anakin's first reaction is, I'm going to kill you. But then he talks about Padme. Maybe there's a similar situation where Snoke talks to Ben Solo, says, your Uncle Luke, he's going to kill you first chance he gets. He's jealous of your power. I would love to see something like that. I'd also love to see a younger Ben Solo where we get to see him maybe around his parents still. And I'd also love to see a little bit of Ben Solo at that new Jedi temple with Luke and what that looks like. Those are three really solid episodes right there where I feel like Filoni could just get his fingers in that pie and go to town. Yeah, that, that, that would that's, be my a, that's a great one. I think that's like that almost is the most natural place to go if you're looking to like, how, how are we going to double down and expand on these these sequels that maybe not a lot of people liked, whatever, but like it's canon. We did it. It's out there. How do we make them better? How, how do we flesh out some of this stuff? I think Ben Solo is the perfect choice for that. Yeah, I, I love yours too. Like you say safety is that's a famous name. If you're a star Wars or like a, a kind of a deeper star Wars fan, I'd say you want to know more about that. And I know some of it was talked about in the clone wars, but I never felt like that was clear. Right. Give me the clear answer. Let's just go black and white right now. Give us this kind of shorter time frame, Like I said, where Filoni has limited stuff to work with instead of 25 episodes. And I don't know, eight of them end up being filler. So overall, my final thoughts here on Tales of the Jedi. Really loved it. Truly two thumbs up. I'm probably going to watch it again after we record Busy Sticks tonight as I'm editing because I just want to see it again. It's really good, uh, man. We, we haven't mentioned it. Like, Baby Ahsoka is a thing now, right? Yeah. Like, how, yeah we, we got Baby Yoda. We got Baby Groot. 
Daisy's loving it. She's loving baby Ahsoka. Ahsoka is her favorite Star Wars character. This is just so much fun, man. Uh, Tales of the Jedi, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I had high expectations for that. I had it circled on the calendar. Could not wait. And boy, am I happy that it delivered. it delivered. Anything it. else to add to it? No, that's it, man. I think they uh, they did such a good job. And like like we talked about before, I really hope they do more. And even even if it's a different show, maybe it's not Tales of the Jedi. I just hope we do more of this, like you know, this small form Star Wars content. Give me give me more of this, like you know, six episode, twenty minutes each. Like pump it out faster. Give, just give me more. How fun would it be to do a one off Tales of the Sith where you're right. diving into Palpatine stuff before it gets Inquisitors? Crazy, you know? How many Inquisitor stories are there out there that we don't know about, right? Like, there's still, like, there's so many. How many numbers of Inquisitors do we have that are still, you know, faceless? You get plenty of them that way. Yeah, you could, you could have some time uh, with uh, Sidious's master as well. Why is his name uh, Darth Plagueis? Plagueis, yeah. Give, give me some of that. Like, there's no better form at this time to do it than animated. And we don't have to worry about Ian McDermott at this point. Like, let's just go do that. Like, right, there's right. so many directions that they could go, and I think uh, it could really be a popular thing. Even give me forward. Give me the Darth Vader show this way. I don't know. Like, give give me give me the Darth, like if you want to tell me some Darth, Darth Vader stories that could even go with Tales of the Sith, obviously. But you know, some of the, some of those early Vader stories where he's you know gathering his inquisitor some of the stuff we probably already got in comic books but like let's see that live action let's flesh it out or not live action let's see that on tv i listen john i can read your mind i i know which one you would want you want tales of the knights of ren right tales of the knights <laughs> of ren yeah uh you know what i think i think maybe i don't want them to renew this uh this this, this idea <laughs> in fact i should probably go um, <laughs> All right, so Tales of the Jedi. We want to know, what did you think? Did you like it as much as we did? What character do you want to see? Uh, get a hold of us on social media. Leave the comments, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. You can download this podcast or any of our other shows on podcast services around the globe. And of course, we stream all our shows now live at twitch.tv slash The Geekiverse. If you like Star Wars content, go check out our Watch Along and or series. We're watching every week but recording every few weeks because we get behind on disney plus's and or the show is called built on hope you can listen to that or watch it whichever you prefer uh stick around if you are on twitch.tv with us in the chat we're going to be going to busy sticks next which is our all video game talk show we're bringing on tim talbot as well we've got some really good stuff to chat about god of war ragnarok is scoring really really well sony santa monica has done it again uh, we're going to be talking about some other topics and, of course, playing our favorite new game at the Geekiverse, Guess the Game. Feeling good tonight, John. I don't know if I'm feeling get it in nine questions good like you were two episodes ago. but guess we'll see. Uh, I guess we'll have to see. So for John, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Have a wonderful night.